and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Carol Angley Flores, with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, myself, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o. It's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number 329, fast moving through the 300s now, we're delighted to say. Just want to say, as always, thanks to everyone who tuned into last week's show, and also to Matt Porter for generously giving up his time last week. I think he provided a lot of comfort with the answers that he gave to a lot of fans who had lots of different questions. And I think it's fair and safe to say that those queries have now been kind of put to bed, um, where we're at with the stadium, where we're not at with the stadium and the training ground and and so on and so forth. So that can be left alone for a little while. That's not a quick project there. But um, we're going to cover very briefly this week because really not much happened. Uh, and we've got a bit of a game to review from uh, from yesterday. So let's just crack on with this week's show. We will do. And as always, we'll shout out to our podcast sponsors who are Carol Langley Florists, who are based in Chinkford and have served the borough of Waltham Forest for over the last 70 years and hopefully you know by now they've got a fantastic team of florists that are here for all your needs and they can specialise in anything from bespoke weddings to family funeral tributes to birthdays to anniversaries to bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, christenings, anything you need them for they are here for you and it gets better if you're interested as they offer all Orient fans and staff up to 15% off which could be a huge saving for you and your flowering costs. So to get in touch with the team, you can do that by calling the shop on the phone on 0208 529 4130. Or if you want to go uh, online, you can find them at their website, www.carolangley.co.uk. Or if you're on social media, there's various platforms you can find them on. You can find them on Instagram at Carol Langley Florist. You can find them on Twitter at Carol Langley 4 Or you can find the team on Facebook Carol Langley Florist. Indeed. It's also worth mentioning if you've got a business or a product to promote, we can very much help you to reach quite a broad audience. So if you've got something that you're looking to promote, please get in touch with us. We can absolutely help you with that. We've got some really interesting options available to you. So let's now move on to the Supporters Club. They are running a coach up to Fleetwood on Saturday, the 30th of September. That's leaving the ground at 8 o'clock. Adult fare is 44 quid, concessions are 41, kids under 15 travel for just £22. Obviously those prices don't include your match day ticket. There is now a planned rail strike on that day as well. Ooh. So getting there is had just got a bit harder. It was announced in the week, I think Wednesday or Thursday. So realistically the best and easiest mode of transport and to get there is the supporters club coach. So you can go into the club uh, next week against Shrewsbury and um, see uh, Malcolm in there. He'll help you get on uh, get on that. If you want to do that a bit sooner, 07507 539 579 is the number for you. Let me repeat that to you. It's 07507 539 579 and that's coaches to Fleetwood at the end of this month. Yeah, great stuff. So the week that was in, Paul mentioned it, a very, very quiet week nice. we like at, that. Uh, at Leighton Orient. Not had one this quiet in a couple of years, I reckon. So happy Monday, the 11th of September. Quiet day at the club. No news to report. Although we do remember those that passed uh, in the atrocities in the uh, uh, New York Twin Towers. So uh, just that's just come to mind as well. Uh, to Huey, Tuesday the 12th of September, Ed Turns captained the Wales under-21 side against Lithuania away. They won the game 3-2, despite conceding two goals 
in added time of the second half. So they were cruising until the 90, I think, first or 92nd yeah. minute and then had a little bit of a wobble. So well done, Ed. That's no mean feat to do that. Well done indeed. So Wednesday the 13th and Thursday the 14th of September were two quiet days at the club. So unbelievably, Jeff, 4 minutes 20, we're already on Friday. Absolutely. And there's only one thing really to say here, and that's happy birthday to our podcast sponsor, John McIntyre at Essex Biz on social media and also congrats on becoming uh, or about to become grandparents for the first time. So we wish you, your daughter, the baby and the family huge congratulations and uh, we hope she has a, a wonderful smooth pregnancy. And now his week's been topped off by being mentioned on the Orient Outlook podcast. Muzzle tov John to the family. <laughs> and talking of muzzle, happy Rosh Hashanah to everyone who celebrated uh, from Friday onwards. So mate... Saturday the 16th right. of September already. You called it right. We are early. We're, we're ahead of things here. So Saturday the 16th of September. This is probably a bit of a first, actually. The youth team... Well, that we're this far into the show uh, at this early. The youth team were in action at home to MK Dons this weekend. They played on Saturday and we're pleased to say they won the game 2-0 thanks to second-half goals from Divine Samuel and Hayden Buller. So well done to the young O's. Divine Samuel's had quite a week. He scored yes. against Tottenham and scored against MK Dons. That's well a good done, goal as well. Man. Yeah, it, the youth team seems to be... Um, on a good, a good vein of form at the moment. Yeah. Lovely to see. But the main event on Saturday, as we all know, was uh, the trip to Peterborough United for the first time in eight years back to London Road. Yeah. Before the game, as always, we ran our famous Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on this one. We had 397 votes and you voted as follows. With 26% of you thinking the O's would lose this one, 34% of you thinking the O's would get a draw and a slight majority of you at 40% thinking the O's would get the win. So thanks to everyone, as always, for all of your votes in this one. Indeedy. So at two o'clock, as always, the uh, teams were announced. Ours was announced with Solbrin in goal. James, Beckles and Cooper at the back with Elmiz, Prattley, Moncur and Graham through the midfield and Archibald in some sort of arrangement. And Rul Saturio and Joe Piggott were the strikers. On the substitutes bench, Sam Howes, Turns, Hunt, Brown, Galbraith, Ford and Drynan. So that meant the O's were unchanged from the team who beat Exeter City last week, but there were two changes on the bench as Ed Turns returned following his international duty away with Wales, like we mentioned earlier, and a place on the bench for Aaron Drynan, who made his first matchday squad appearance of the season. So for me, no surprises when I saw that team announced. Um, only question from me was looked at the bench, you're like, oh, Sweeney's not in the squad uh, this week. Oh, Happy's not on the squad yeah. this week. And Sanders isn't in the squad. So, Rishi picks up on that. So, we'll go through that a bit later. But looking at that, I thought it was either some new injuries that we don't know about or there's a very strong squad and only some of you can get in and some of you are going to miss out. So, yeah, not surprisingly there. I guess yeah. a big confidence booster for Ford, you know, getting in over some bigger named players. Yeah. And Drynan, Richie rates him highly and kind of kind of spoke about in the last couple of interviews about kind of how we've missed a player like Dryden and like someone who really presses strong. So, yeah, no surprises there, you? No, I, it, I'm a big fan of an unchanged side and to pick up on your point, yeah, it, I think the reason he can't get in is because they can't get in is because it, it's got now players back from injury and he's got a bit of a headache now, but, you know, with a strong bench that he has, do you put a defender on instead of an attacking player? Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of happy over Ford, for example, you're chasing the game and you need a goal. You put Ford on, obviously, over or Drinnen on over. Unfortunately, over Dan Happy, maybe even Max Sanders to an extent. So yeah. It is, and 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 Jaden Sweeney, it is going to be difficult. And Adji, when Adji comes back in January, 
Um, because good point. Know, he's literally the only one that's left now in as a long term casualty. So, yeah, Richie's got Richie's got a lot of strength in depth now, and I think a lot of people are going to be quite pleasantly surprised as to how things are going to turn out for us. But um, yeah, good to see Drizzy back. We saw the pictures of him in training. Didn't think he'd get in the squad, so I'm pleasantly surprised that he did. Okay, good stuff. We had a few tweets when the team was announced. Jamie zero zero eight one eight seven zero nine. That's a new Twitter handle. Yeah. Uh, on me, he said, "Girl brave over Moncur for me. He doesn't get about the pitch or with enough headers to justify putting him in for physically. Nor does he seem to have the fitness and technical ability that Galbraith does." So Jamie wanting Galbraith in over George Moncur. I don't disagree that much either. I've, we've, I think we've seen more from Ethan Galbraith in these few games than we've seen. From George Moncur in a similar period, um, it's, it's something's not quite right there. Yeah, good points, and he wasn't the only one who kind of eluded up on that. Yeah. to that as well. I think there's a few tweets that will come after about Moncur's performance, obviously in this one, and and Galbraith, who's obviously kind of a new player, yeah, really highly rated, and the fans are taking to him really quickly, and Moncur, who just seems to be strolling through some games and yeah. pretty much a consistent substitute after about 65 minutes is being taken off I mean he's got the experience so maybe he's doing things that we just don't notice Yeah, true. Um, and obviously as a bit of a leader on the pitch and helping to organise a bit like kind of what Omar does at the back so there could be that kind of arrangement going on he's not necessarily impactful in terms of that final pass or shots on goal or crosses yeah. or, or, or goals scored maybe there's something that we're just missing I don't sit and watch George Moncur for 90 minutes oh <laughs> yeah so it's difficult to know um, if you had player cam on him and you'd watch his heat map or how far he'd run, he'd probably run as much as, as everybody else. So it's very easy to be critical based on, on the outcome. Yeah, but of course. Actually, there's mechanics within a game that you could, could argue that he's impacting and infecting so others are able to flourish and shine. He could be the sacrificial lamb, not to get too biblical on you, but, <laughs> but he could be. He yeah. could be the one that's maybe, in speech marks, underperforming, but actually he's doing another job. The Untold Game tweeted us and said, I'd like to see Galbraith every single time, but you can't argue with it given the performance from last week, even though I just had. Ha, great stuff. And Len Chin Chin once, and today is a true marker of our ability. Respect the good team, but we have an informed side, so I'm optimistic for at least a draw. This ref has history for cards, so beware. Need another pacey game and some goals. Three points would be amazing, and it's good to have Cooper in defence, an important area. Come on, you O's. So the match kicked off after a minute's silence in tribute to those affected by the recent tragedies in both Morocco and Libya, with the O's looking to build on their great win from last week in front of a large away crowd against a Peterborough team who had lost their last three league games, including XO Hector Kipriano. Yeah, so let's go to the fifth minute then. Idris El Mazzouni was well placed to make a recovering tackle as he denied Poku the chance to mount a counter-attack. Eight minutes on the clock then, and George Moncur played a nice ball into Joe Piggott, who was closed <laughs> down. Uh, uh, who was closed down well as he looked to square the ball to Real Soteria. Yeah, let's go on into the eleventh minute, and Kipriani played the ball out wide to Kioso on the right. He drove forward, cut the ball back to Poku inside the box, and Omar Beckles made a huge block from his goal-bound effort. Now that chance was on the highlights. Omar Beckles does ever so well. We were kind of cut wide open yeah. on our left their right like the ball between I think it's Archibald and maybe Graham I'm not sure who our 12 is at the moment splits us but Beckles reads it well and gets his body in front of Bryn where the shot is definitely heading does well well played on my Beckles absolutely standing up and being counted a nice moment in the 12th minute as there was applause to remember a, a, a Peterborough fan who had passed away his name was Elliot Noble yeah so I love that during the week so good to see those fans there respecting that and we went behind in the 21st minute and of course 
it had to be XO Hector Kiprianu. As Burrow swung in a corner, so Bryn could only palm the ball away, played back into the danger zone where Hector got his foot on it from close range to make it 1-0. Respectfully, the young man didn't celebrate his goal. Surprised by that, to be honest, because he's every right to celebrate it. He's not been our player for a, a season or two now, so from that point of view, I felt he had every right to. But fair play to him for not, shows what he's made of. Yeah, I mean, we had him on the podcast, I think, just after he made his debut. He was a really nice young chap um, when yeah. we spoke to him. Um, good head on his shoulders. But going back to Orient, bad goal to concede, right? And another goal conceded from a set piece. So, really disappointing. And again, Richie, I think, mentioned it in his post It does. It's such a scrappy goal to concede. It's such a poor goal to concede. I can't remember who it was that was trying to close it in and get there, but they just missed it, and he's just got a, an outstretched toe on the end of it, and it's just gone in. It's such a scrappy poor Paul. goal. Paul. On the half-hour mark, though, some good defending from Tom James took the ball away from Mason Clark as he looked to be free at the back post. And the 34th minute, the O's got back in the game. It was good work by Jordan Graham on the right, so his excellent cross met by Omar Beckles and almost Joe Piggott as both of them went for the ball, and the header was sent past posh keeper into the net with the goal finally getting credit it's Omar Beckles one all yeah I think quite a few people that was Joe Piggott's goal but I mean, as you watch Omar run away yeah and Joe's looking on Omar's not letting him have that one no yeah sure. Omar's taking that but great cross from Jordan Graham a Superb. lot of love in the last couple of weeks from Jordan Graham who's coming to the team putting some great crosses into the box another one there um, and Beckles wins it's Really well. Really well, yeah. There's two of them queuing up for it in front of goal. I'd be fuming if I was Darren Ferguson that there's two players standing <laughs> in front of my goal fighting to head it in. And yep. not one of my defenders or keepers there to, to deal with it. I'd be absolutely livid. And also now I think to what Richie says, because we're not playing the whole interview yep. later, um, and I'm not sure if he covers it, but you know Jordan Graham joined us and hadn't had pre-season. And I think you were... Not I was pick, very not critical. To pick on you, but you were. I, I was two or three weeks ago. You picked him out particularly about what what we signed him for. I still think it's insane that a football player can sign for your club and not be fully fit for the first three to four weeks of the season because they still train. Whether I know we had this discussion, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna repeat what we've gone over, but I still find it hard to believe. I, I believe a top quality footballer will always be fit for the start of the season, whether they're training with. 11 men in the squad or whoever many people in the squad or training by themselves from a fitness perspective they'll be ready to go and at least give you a good half of football but look he's getting stronger obviously he's now in the team and I don't think that was his first assist I think he put a lovely ball in for Piggott last week from from pretty much exactly the same position of the pitch from the right hand side so it's great long may he continue assisting goals and he went down earlier in that move and appealed for a foul, I think it given, just gets back up, ends up getting the ball back and puts the ball in. So similar to yeah, what Paul Smith did last a lot, year. A lot of credit there for Jordan yeah, Graham. Absolutely. Great to see Omar Beckles, who I think quite rightly has had his share of criticism. Some has been outrageous. Agreed. Some has been fair, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Some has been fair, but I think that's a good testament to the character of Omar Beckles coming back, winning his place back. And he didn't even win it back due to I injury. Guess, by, he won it back by chance, right? Due to their times being out on an international yeah. tribute and happy not being there. And again, now it's his place to lose. That's right. He ain't going to lose it that easily. And he seems to be getting his 
game back into like a League One level with the big block that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. With the goal, and he makes other blocks during the game, and there's quite people in some other moments. So well played, on my back. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Full credit. It's what we need. is players to stand up and be counted. You know, yeah. at times, you know, uh, he's an experienced player. He's not. You know, this isn't new team. Um, he's not just coming out the youth, the youth team. Um, it's what you would expect. Um, it's just a shame he didn't hit the ground running kind of sooner. Of and, course. Uh, and quicker. 40 minutes are just shy of half time here. Edwards' long ball was flicked on by Clark Harris into the path of Kioso. He advanced into the box, took a shot. Solbrin made a good low save. Another ball from their left centre back, similar to Happy. So they've we've got Dan Happy. It's kind of all that Happy would play. They've got Edwards who plays exactly the same ball. Yeah. Again, cuts open too easy there, but a good save there from Sol. Yeah. 43rd minute, Dan Pratty picked up a booking for a late challenge on Burrows. And two minutes of time went up on the board. It was played out with no further talking points as the referee brought the half to a close with the sides even at one all. Yeah, attendance announced at 7,945 with uh, 1,189 O's fans making the journey. That's not a bad away attendance at all. I'd say for, for a Peterborough attendance, that's quite low. I'd say so too. For them? Yeah, I agree. I, I was expecting like nines and tens. Yeah, easy. Easy. Yeah. All right, so we've got one tweet at half time from Kid Sampson O. He said, happy to go and level. We've been pretty sluggish. In particular, one wonders why a team that can't defend crosses is asking Theo Archibald and Jordan Graham to have sole responsibility for defending its flanks. So the second half kicked off with no changes for the O's. In the 54th minute, Brandon Cooper denied Randall a chance with a block. Yeah, Brandon Cooper seems to have um, settled in quite nicely at a League One level. Hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. Perfect. Brilliant stuff. Exactly what we need. A minute later, Ajiboy's lofted ball from the right found Mason Clark at the back post. His effort was easily tipped over the bar by Solbrin. Yeah, a minute later, Richie Wellens made the first change of the afternoon as Ethan Galbraith replaced George Monker. So that's quite an early sub, 57th minute. I mean, it's about the hour mark. An early time just, to just do Just shy. Yeah, absolutely. So good chance for Ethan to impress. And just before the hour mark, Peterborough had the ball in the back of the net through Randall, but the linesman's flag was up earlier in the passage of play. I, that's on the highlights, right? I can't see where he's offside, but I'm very grateful. I don't think the, I don't the, think angle the camera doesn't, cover doesn't it well. show it. Yeah. And I, I, I felt yeah. like you did at the beginning, but I went back and watched it again. And he, you, you, can't, you can't see the far side of the pitch to find to see who's playing him on. Yeah. Off. But on first dibs, I thought, he doesn't look offside. But yeah. I'm sure he was, because there was no re- they, weren't, they don't really they appeal it when the flag yeah. goes up. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank goodness. That is then that <laughs> 62nd minute, then second Orient sub, Rob Hunt came on to replace Theo Archibald. I guess so this gone... gives um, emphasis about the depth of the squad, right? So 62nd minute, Rob Hunt comes on. And I think we all trust Rob Hunt as a defensive player for Orient. 57th minute, Ethan Galbraith is coming on. So you're not bringing on unexperienced kids, you're bringing on like quality That's players right. Right, yeah. who we've got. So good to see the, and the strength think, of the squad. And I think we went to a flat back four then as well. Which yeah. Richie mentioned. He mentioned we various tactical changes. Seven or eight or nine changes between the two sides. Yeah, they really started interesting. Off the diamond, but yeah. That you wouldn't notice, I guess, unless you were kind of looking out for it. Correct. Like you kind yeah. of mentioned. So we're going to skip ahead. Nothing happened until the 74th minute, and it was time for more subs for the O's. As Aaron Drynan and Jordan Brown came on, they replaced Joe Piggott and Darren Prattley. Two minutes later, a big chance for the O's. Royal Saturiu nodded the, door, the ball down for Ethan Galbraith. But his first time effort went over the bar. Yeah, a chance there. 81st minute, and after Omar Beckles won possession, Idris Almazuni found Jordan Graham on the left hand side. He easily built his man with a little shoulder dip, cut inside, and hit a curling effort just over the bar. That I mean, that would have been some goal. Unlucky though. 
Not far. Not far. Not far at all. Idris El Mazouni picked up a booking in the 89th minute, and soon after the ball went up, so it was just three additional minutes of added time. Only to three be minutes. I've seen like nothing these days, but it's, it's good to three like minutes. Twelve minutes yesterday in some yeah, Absolutely. Thirty minutes yeah. in the final minutes of the game. Brandon Cooper made a last ditch block to deny Posh a potential winner. Richie Wellens ended up picking up a booking for dissent following uh, Matt Harold, who was also booked earlier in the game for a final uh, as the final whistle blew. After the teams shared the point, uh, sorry, as the team shared the points, and the O's were applauded off the pitch by the travelling faithful. I think it's worth pointing out there, Richie Wellens does. I'm not sure how far into the interview it was, but he does say that there's a new rule that you can't have three people standing up in the technical area. Matt Harold was the third one, as Drinnen came on, uh, and and they made a tactical change there, so he got booked for that. And Richie turned around and said something to the bench about a ridiculous decision that was made about a drop ball yeah. when TJ went down. Yeah. I'm only saying this because I can't remember where it was. That's quite late in the interview, yeah. So we're not covering that. But yeah, the referee thought that Richie was talking to him. Yeah, fair point. I think it's important to note as well that when the full-time whistle went and the O's <clears throat> players and staff went to clap the fans, I think there was quite a few boos from the um, Peterborough uh, fans as well. So, you know different perspectives and all that I definitely would have taken a draw away to Peterborough but look we've mentioned the interview with Richie Wellens today Victor we're going to play the first two and a half minutes so here's what Richie Wellens had to say after the match to Dulcet Dave Richie thanks for joining us a point gained well I think when you go away from home against a team that is is obviously the yo-yo club from the championship to league one so you come here and and, um, and get a point you have to take it especially going going 1-0 down to a really poor goal you know if you concede them goals to a big physical team, then you're disappointed. But even more so against these today, they're, you know, they're a good footballing team, not very, very physical. But um, you know, pleased that we've come behind um, twice in two away games where we, we just set our mentality to be a little bit different in the way that we play. And to get four points and then two games is, is really pleasing. Was it Omar that scored the equaliser? I think so. I thought, I thought it was Pig at the time. But um, again, what we worked on, we didn't, we didn't want to play out from, from Salt. Um, early on we wanted to build into the game and we wanted to get the ball in areas where we could we could put them under pressure and probably the goal was the first time that we we kick it into the right areas so we get um, we lean in we're physical we get a long throw in we, our organisation from the long throw is good we throw it in the, in, in the box we get a second ball and we wanted to play a lot of diags against these so um, we played the diag out to Jordan Graham and then he, we know that he's, he's got the ability to beat, to beat defenders 1v1 and it's a great Four points from two tough away games. No, I think if you look at our form, it's everybody said we had a bad start. Well, it was just a bad start in terms of, of results. The performances were, were good and the results could have looked different. You know, you look at the Wickham away, the Blackpool away, and every team will have situations where they can they can think back and add points on. But you know, we, we do believe that we should we should have been in a different position and we're starting to. We know just trying. To, we were very conscious that these were two tough away games. We wanted to start getting our, our points tally ticking over. Um, if you would have offered me one one win and out of the two, I probably would have took it. So to get four points, he's really pleased. I think we could win the game with the amount of counter-attacks at the end. But um, it's a tough place to come. You're playing against a team that, you know, we struggled a little bit. They, they surprised us and played a diamond um, at the start. And then with our personnel, it couldn't really... I think... I'm not sure if you know, the supporters won't know this for both teams, but we've probably played 
probably eight or nine formations today. So eight or nine different formations between the two teams. So they tested us tactically and, 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 we, and we had the answers. I think in the end we probably we should have nicked it with the amount of counter-attacks we had. And every game Jordan Graham's getting better and better, isn't he? Well, again, this was a reason why we, we, we didn't get out to a good start. We're signing players late. And I've had this conversation with you numerous times that Jordan Graham had no pre-season. Joe Piggott looks a different player now. Um, and we're starting to get bodies back. You know, Matt Sanders and Dan Apple have not even made the squad today. So you can see the strength in depth that we have. I had a meeting with the players yesterday. The worst thing in the world is, is telling good professionals, good lads, players that have done well for me in the past, new signings, um, but they're not in the squad. But I also said to the, to the starting 11, the subs that come on, if you've got the shirt, keep it, because I'm very fair. Um, I don't have my favourites. I respect them all in, in their own individual ways. So, you know, it's important now we keep that discipline and keep that that um, that drive and, and competition to make sure that the people in the in the 11s continue to keep it. So that was part of Richie Wellington's post-match interview. As always, a massive thank you to Dave Victor for sending that over. Richie's interview is always insightful and he gave you great insight there into yeah. his decision behind the squad making. So league table then for the first time this season. Let's do, Let's do it. So that draw means the O's are in 16th place in League 2 having played 8. 1-2, drawn 2, lost 4 points. Uh, we have 8 on the board and a goal difference of minus 6. I guess if it wasn't for those heavy defeats home to Portsmouth and Stevenage that goal difference would be looking a whole lot healthier. Yeah, so <clears throat> not too bad. Not amazing. I think, you know, I think when we've had Nigel and Martin on uh, so far they've kind of spoken about cutting up the league into mm-hmm. three parts with a top eight a middle eight a bottom eight and see us kind of around the middle so I guess that's probably where they think we would be at this point given the I guess the toughness of the fixtures that we've had playing a lot of teams in the upper echelons of the table so bit of the giant they don't keep us waiting any longer your views on this one well I don't think I'm going to surprise anybody here <laughs> like, I would have snapped your arm off for a draw pre-kickoff they're a top league one side and as Richie said you know they've yo-yoed between the championship and League One. They've got pedigree in this in this league, regardless of what one might think of them. That you know they have done very well. They've got a good owner who invests in young players. They've got a director of football that works very very well at spotting new talent and bringing them in, um, in Barry Fry, and it just works for them. You know they are probably punching above their weight. Um, more often than not in the championship, you know some really big clubs there, and they would be one of the bottom end ones, I would imagine. Um, but it sounds like it was quite an open game for both sides. Plenty of chances, although probably Peterborough had a few more clear cut ones than we did. Um, but again, more ill discipline, discipline uh, for the amount of bookings that we've managed to pick up. Um, regardless of Rich's explanation, he's still been booked. Um, great to see Aaron Drinnen back. He got some game time as well. So um, let's see uh, how that materialises uh, as well in terms of the minutes that he gets against Fulham. Uh, yep. And the under in the whatever trophy cup EFL, is yeah. uh, during the week. Um, and also, well done to Omar. First goal that he's had. Taking a lot of criticism, as we've mentioned before, from fans, from us, both of us. So just showing what he can do. He's, you know, he's got into his stride now. He's got into his flow. And um, you know, if he carries on doing what he's doing, he's certainly changed a lot of hearts and minds. And you know, his real kind of athletic displays at times, getting his body in the way. Um, is very very impressive and you know we've since the turn of the uh, millennium we've played Peterborough 17 times we've beaten them six times we've lost to them six times and we've won five uh, sorry we've drawn five times so it's fairly even uh, to them and that obviously includes the the playoff semi-finals as well so you know not not a team that we can't beat 
um, but a team that more often than not we're pretty even with. Yeah, good stuff for me. Yeah, I think another decent performance. I think we deserve the result. Again, we're not talking about being battered and nicking a goal and hanging on. Like that didn't feel like we were completely hanging on in that one. So, again, can't argue with that. I think another week again where we've shown big character to come back early after conceding. So I think last week we were only behind for about eight minutes. I think yesterday we were only behind for about 12 minutes. So very important to get back on level terms quickly, which we've done. Yeah. I've got to say, you've touched on it, we've touched upon it, but well done to Omar Beckel. was brilliantly mad. I think credit is due to Richie Wellens with that as well. Didn't start the season well. Must have been a hard decision to drop Omar, I think, from a personality point of view, from his influence point of view on the 11. Dropped him. Rightly so. I think he explained in one of his post-match interviews about having to drop Omar and why he thought that was the right decision. I think he's managed Omar brilliantly. He's obviously kept him motivated, kept him ready, kept him fit. And then when Omar's come back into the team, he's come back and you know kind of starting to prove the doubt was wrong with over the last two performances. So I've got to say well done to the club for managing Omar in that way. But I think now we're giving ourselves a good platform to build on. So Dave mentioned it, four points from two tough away fixtures. So we're giving ourselves good platform for becoming harder to beat now I think we're becoming a bit more wise to League One I think we might have tried to play a bit too pretty against Portsmouth definitely a bit too pretty against Stevenage and Richie made a point of not playing out from the back against Peterborough which is what we tried to do against Stevenage and didn't really know what to do when that kind of plan didn't go right so I think we're becoming more aggressive we're also getting fitter and getting some players back who were missing earlier in the season so we're looking, looking more like a League One team now looking more like a League One unit becoming hardest to beat and had you said this two weeks ago we're going to go to Exeter and Peterborough and pick up four points from a potential six not particularly be outplayed Jordan Graham's going to come good and start getting you some assists Joe Pickett's going to get his first goal for the club um, Beckles is going to score a header and be one of your nominations for Hero of the Week I think we would have gone alright that sounds pretty good to us so yeah very happy with the last two weeks I think it's very important now we build upon this and you look next week we'll come on to Shrewsbury which is one of the games that you look at and you go right if we are going to be comfortable mid-table, shows we at home as a game, you should really win mm-hmm. convincingly as well. But football never quite works like that. But fingers crossed uh, it will. So those are our views. Very nicely done. Yeah, I think you make a good point. I think you know, you're right. We have found our feet in this league. And like Richie says later on in the interview, and we've picked up on it in the show as well, we've not, you know, Peterborough, uh, sorry, Portsmouth, that, that that game didn't seem like a 4-0 game. There were green shoots of positivity that you could take from that game, from the Stevenage game to, an, to a degree, from the Wickham game. You know, we've not been playing that badly. Bit of bad luck, some poor decision-making. Everything's correctable. correctable. Yeah. Um, so I think you make a good point there. So those were our views. So we had a, a fair bit of feedback on this, to be fair, um, after this match. So thanks to everyone who took the time to send your views to our social media accounts. And again, we're going to read a few out, but just because we're reading them, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. And Joe Jesson, 16, got in first uh, this week, said, definite point gained, did well to ride out the pressure in the second half. Four points from Exeter and Poshaway is very good and happy for Beckles to grab a goal and be part of a more solid defensive performance. Good points there. Dan Alton, 2590. So a great result. Could say we were somewhat fortunate, but at the same time, how many saves did Solbrun have to make? With 15 minutes left, it looked like Orient went in the ascendancy and could have nicked it. We're really finding our feet now. We'll be absolutely fine. It's a good point. How, like, how much was the keeper tested? It's a good stat to know. R. Coral, 1972, said, would have taken a point before kick-off, and that was very much deserved. Carl, LOFC, 1881, took a different view. This one says, Posh should have won this one. We've gotten away with a very good lucky point there. 
weren't all luck though so don't get me wrong we played very well at times but yeah definitely let's off on this one sometimes your luck's in sometimes it's not yeah. we didn't have it against uh, Portsmouth but we did against Peterborough to a degree Matty LOFC Evans said I'm over the moon with that point keeping on the slow climb up the table early season wobble for me is firmly in the rear view good point there Ron Sampson 15 so that's a good point under the cosh for most of the second half the O show great resilience Moncurlo continues to disappoint and Piggott is poor in my opinion Graham very decent player for us I like him a lot I must say I'm not sure yet about Joe Piggott there was one of the highlights clips in the second half I think before the chance where Brin tips over there's like three passages of play where Piggott gets it and just loses it instantly like every time and I think on the third you see Wellens on the bench like frustrated and turns around like angry and you're like from that perspective he has to be doing better yeah. I think there's, I think there's literally three passes that come into him where he loses it instantly to their centre-backs and then the pressure's almost like back on us mm. straight away got his goal last week I'm obviously going to give him a lot more time in eight games but one goal in eight games I think he started all but two games I think so one goal in six if you're going to be proper fair to him hasn't set us on storm yet not sure if I'm convinced by Joe Piggott <coughs> yet hopefully I'm proved wrong this time next week he's got a hat-trick and told me to go and shove it up my pipe and smoke it yeah. well happy with that but at the moment I'm still not convinced he just needs a couple of goals Hope to get so. himself going doesn't Hope he so. uh, Essex, at Essex Beers the birthday boy said a point game Peterborough is a tough place to go uh, so very happy with that performance great fight and desire shown by the lads it's another building block laid a waveform this season uh, we have to adopt this kind of attitude if we don't if we can't win, just don't lose. Yeah, good point. Eastside yeah. Orient, so the world is at a point against a team who have failed to take advantage of their possession and their chances. Having said that, the longer the game went on, the better we got, and we looked the more likely side to nick it. A very creditable draw, though. Yeah, Miss Vigaru, that's not um, any relation to Lawrence. They, that person misses Lawrence Vigaru. Oh, right, okay. Uh, in that context. <laughs> Last week, you quoted someone actually slating, uh, slashing Omar Beckles. Time to say sorry. For those who said it was time to say goodbye, maybe. We are adjusting to a new league, different speed, etc. Fans should consider this and always be 100% behind a player, just like Richie Wellens did. Good tweet there. Good balance tweet. New to it handle. I like it. Orient underscore Ed said, I thought we played well. Cracking cross from Jordan Graham for the goal. We are really starting to see what a top player he is. No bad performances at all. Overall, very pleased. The tipping Tim said, played off the park in the first half and very lucky to go in level, but once we switched to four at the back... They created nothing and we actually looked more like winning it. Great atmosphere, very solid point, one of the better teams that I've seen. Paul Red Rum said, I didn't like the formation today. We gave Peterborough too much of the ball. When we had put our last subs on, we were much better pressing and forcing them into mistakes. If we started with that team we finished with, I think we would have won the game. At Ed Turns, what a day you had yesterday. Uh, thought we played really well, got stuck in. The ref seemed to give them every 50-50 ball. Good team performance against a playoff team. Yeah, so for anyone listening who doesn't know the context partner, Ed Turns went to the <clears throat> ground and actually met the player. Ed Turns got a lovely signed number <laughs> number four shirt. So Fair congratulations. Play. I love to how that's materialised. Brilliant. He's, probably, like he's, he's a proper O fan now. Yeah. Ed Turns. He's, I think it's Tottenham who he supports, but he, he doesn't anymore. He's got to be a, an O now for life. Once an O, always an O, Ed. Ben Whitlock, 13. So the fault drying and gave us an edge when he came on. I know he was fresh against tired legs, but we did look more dangerous. Fair play to Hector too for showing respect to the club. Yeah. People forget how young he is. Maybe not El Miss's level, but as good as Brown, 
Galbraith Sanders yeah Greaves 67 said Peterborough are a season league one team and it's a tough place to get a result the first team is starting to get his mojo together and becoming hard to beat well done Richie and the management team yeah Chris Coe 56680799 nice. it'd always take a point on the road nice to see heck they're not celebrating top bloke I'm beginning to think that Jordan Graham with a genuine successor to Dean Cox and if he can score some goals dare I say Alan Comfort. I mean, that's, that's very, that's very big praise. shoes to fill at this point. Uh, Let's not get carried away. Hope, well, hopefully, I'll take Dean Cox first, and if we, if he starts scoring, then we'll say Alan Comfort. But fingers crossed. Run and ref with GC guts to gets the penultimate word this week. They're quite an open first half. Bryn was at fault for their goal. Theo's defending was suspect, and a great cross from Graham for our goal. Elmiz and Graham, our standout players. We've been cut open down our left flank but we were a threat if we get behind their fullbacks. Yeah, and the final word in this one goes to Painting Orient, who said, whilst not all of the players might thrive in this system, it's a durable setup to compete at some of the tougher away fixtures. Test of character after falling behind. Bryn is a most imposing keeper, bringing increasing stability to the back line. So those were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook. Let us know if you agree or disagree. You can send us tweets, which all of those tweets that we mentioned were into us, like we said, at Orient Outlook. If you're not on Twitter or X, as it's now called, you can email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com. If you're on Instagram, you can find us at orient underscore outlook underscore podcast. And if you're on Facebook, you can also find us there at Orient Outlook Podcast. Very nicely done. So the Prediction League, as we move on now, there were a lot of correct predictions for this one. So credit and kudos to everybody who got uh, a correct prediction of one all. But extra special kudos goes to at 1965AC1881, who correctly predicted the score and that Omar Beckles would get the goal. So you get four points. So that means the top of the Prediction League table is as follows. So on 10 points, we have Doe Lewis. So Doe, so Lewis, obviously Doe's his surname. Lewis has got three correct predictions out of the couple, what, eight league games. Two or three yeah. games we've played. Well done to Lewis. Yeah. He's tightly being followed by a whole host of people on seven points, including 1965, 80-81. He picked up four points yesterday. Charlie underscore Paul, Eastside Orient, Grunt the Posty, Ice Perso, and Paul R. Gregory. So the table is on our Facebook page. There's quite a lot of names on there already who have got correct predictions this year. It's going to be very tight, very close. So go and check it out if you haven't already done so. And like we always say every week, thanks to everyone who sends in their predictions. Absolutely. So let's move on then to Sunday the 17th of September as we power through this quick episode. <laughs> the ladies were in action today away at Regent's Park. They went down, 1-0 down, sorry, in the 15th minute. They equalised through Bates in the 22nd minute and went 3-1 down before Bates scored another as we went in 3-2 behind at half-time. That sounds quite an exciting yeah. game. Almeida made it 3 all in the 58th minute and we took the lead in the 75th through Jenks and wrapped the game up in the 89th minute as Pierce made it 5-3 to the O's, which is how oh, well the game done, finished. Ladies. What an absolute comeback. Great That's game. outstanding. Well done to all the ladies' team there. Yeah, they've had a great start to the um, season. New league. Won last week in the FA Cup. I think they won the first league game the week before that, so doing amazingly. Now, I feel like we're cheating everyone, because it's time to wrap this bad boy up at only 38 minutes, 42 seconds. I feel like we're only starting to get in our stride there, busy Lejeune. <laughs> So, Fantasy Football in Dan McIntyre is top of the Orient Outlook podcast, Fantasy Football League. He's got 338 points, just ahead of Brandon Pitcher in second place on 334 points. I'm in 268th place out of 374 players. It's a marathon, not a sprint, although... Yeah. I'd like I played, to see you moving I played table. my wild card, and had I not, I reckon I would have got a lot more points, because... 
that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's why I don't do that game. That's why the cookie crumbles. So, times of positives and negatives of the week. With the Legenda, you can take the positives. We've got four this week. That. Yeah, we have. We've, we've got a draw, a hard-fought draw yeah. against a really decent side. We've picked up four points in our last six from arguably top sides. Two takeaway fixtures, yeah. are still top of the league. We've played a lot of away games this season. Very, very few home games, oddly, uh, in the league. Um... The away attendance, really strong, really decent strong. away attendance. Really good. And finally, Rich has now really got a much stronger squad to select from. It's incredible. We were sitting here bemoaning the injuries four weeks ago. Yeah. You know, mid-August, like, we couldn't buy a win, couldn't buy a result. And now we're sitting here having beaten Exeter, drawn against Peterborough, and all barring Adji, I think, unless I'm missing anyone, obvious, I don't think I am, everyone's back. Most Saunders is back in. Dan Happy's back in. Adji's re- uh, Drizzy's back. So Bradley, I think yeah. Adjin, Adjin's, Adjin's the only one. Yeah, I think I have you so right there. Keaton can put his feet up a little bit. Deservedly so, Keaton. So ne- only one negative uh, this week, and it's the goal we conceded. So disappointing goal to concede. Another one from a set piece, which you kind of <laughs> explained how disappointed he was in that one uh, in his post-match. The time for our Hero of the Week. So we took this one to Twitter. We nominated the following players. So we nominated Omar Beckles, Brandon Cooper... Idris El Mazzuni and Jordan Graham. And the winner of this one with 47% of the vote is... Well done to Jordan Graham. Well done, surprisingly. Four very good, well-deserved nominees there as well. Absolutely. Omar Beckles come in a close second at 34%, but Jordan was the overwhelming winner there. So next week's fixtures in. Two home ones coming up for the O's this week. Yeah, it's good to... Feels like it's been ages since we were at home. It feels like it's a midweek Tuesday night home yeah. game, which is uh, the first one this week as Fulham under 23 to come to visit us in the EFL Trophy group stage. That's this Tuesday, 19th of September. We lost our first game, as you'll remember, away to Gillingham, uh, 2-1 after a dramatic game. Obviously, we need to win this one uh, to think to stay in. I think if we lose, we're kind of completely out of the <coughs> tournament. I don't know anything about Fulham's under 23 team. So hopefully, though, we I think we meant to talk about this earlier, we imagine it would be a fairly strong side who gets played. We think it would probably be Hauser, Bryn in goal. Bryn obviously started the game against Gillingham at the back. I think Richie alluded to Ed Turns playing. You imagine Happy will play, obviously, after not even being in the squad on Saturday. He mentioned Sweeney would play and Rob Hunt. So that's decent back four. In midfield, you'd expect Sanders. Uh, Galbraith, we said. And maybe even Moncur might play due to only playing 55 minutes on Saturday and being yeah. subbed off. And then up top, we'd expect Pegram to start again. Obiero. We think Obiero might make an appearance in this one. Yeah. And Richie alluded to Aaron Dryden getting some game time under his belt. So Those that haven't appeared much, I think they're going to get game time. So at least an hour. Decent, decent backup team yeah. to play for them. So hopefully expect a win in, in that one on Tuesday night. And that's followed on Saturday with the visit of Shrewsbury Town to Brisbane Road. That's on Saturday, the 23rd of September. Shrewsbury, 15th place, one place, one point above us. Although they did lose yesterday, home 2-0 to Bristol Rovers. Uh, the goals are pretty suspect, I'd say, watching the EFL highlights this morning. So hopefully they can defend like that again and give us some lovely chances, please, Absolutely. Shrewsbury. We need a bit of a drop in to get our goal we difference do. down. So, sorry guys, it might be you. Sponsorship reminder, don't forget to get in touch with John and their fantastic team of experienced florists. Give them a call on 0208 529 or get in contact via social media. They're Carol Langley Flore- uh, Sorry, they're not. They're Carol Langley <laughs> E4. Carol has got an E on the end. Or at Essex Biz. 
Uh, both of those are on X, formerly known as Twitter. They're on Instagram, just search Carol Langley Florist, and also the same on Facebook. So that is it, everyone. Thank you for joining us for a short and sweet episode 329. I still at 45 minutes. Not bad at all. Good. Another good away performance this week. Uh, Sodio's come away with a hard-earned, and to be fair, a well-deserved point at Peterborough as we continue to adjust to life in League One. So two home games, like we said, this week. An opportunity to get some game time into the squad players against Fulham and then carry on our encouraging league form, like we said, at home to Shrewsbury. And you'll be able to hear all about these games and more in our lovely next episode. You absolutely will. If you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a five-star rating. If you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to rate the show. We've now hit the magic century on that. So thank you to everybody who's taking the time. We know more of you do listen on Spotify. We know loads of you listen on iTunes. Whatever platform you've got, it would really help you know, a whole host of new fans that have come to the club to find us. So we're really grateful if you could just take a moment just to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, we've got a 4.9 rating on Spotify because 99 are five stars and one is a four. And it That's shocking. Yeah, so whoever gave us four, hang your head in shame. Constantly blocked now from Spotify. <laughs> Um, yeah so I said add us to your favourites whatever podcast provider you get that way you'll get the episodes as soon as they're available we're on the smart speakers fan hub app we're now also on YouTube so listening to the podcast has never been easier if you've got an older relative a loved one or an orient chum who you think would like the podcast a new season ticket holder a new ticket holder that sat next to you for a game grab their phone for them help them find it and pass the pod. Yeah, I passed the pod this week to a work mate who was like, oh, my husband listens to podcasts. He really likes football podcasts. I'm like, I've got a podcast just for you. Good. So we might have a new Orient fan Lovely. down in Southampton way. So, uh, right. Very important piece of information now. We will be back in two weeks. So very important. Episode 330 will follow on Sunday, the 1st of October. There is no podcast next Sunday. My daughter's birthday. There's no way I could do a podcast on my daughter's birthday. And I would get crucified. It's also a very special festival for us as well going on. So please do not tune in next Sunday. You'll be bitterly disappointed. Although, I think it's probably time to say we have a lovely back catalogue of episodes. Another 329 waiting for you. We've got some amazing interviews uh, as bespoke episodes. So please feel free to go back. Matt Porter last week, Nigel a couple of weeks before that, and Ling, Martin Ling about Ken. three weeks before yeah, that. Yeah, and all amazing players. I'm aware that the listener base keeps going up, up and up. So if you're a fairly new listener and haven't gone back into the archives, we've got some amazing interviews for you to enjoy whilst we and Paul are absent next week. But listen, we look forward to hearing from you. Have a great fortnight, and as always, keep calm, stay safe, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.